Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more shelf stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to Shelf Stories, the channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. And also, welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop Podcast. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so so much for stopping by for this latest game chat. We are uh, going back to the roots. If you listen to my old show, Every Night is Game Night, my podcast, I used to do these straight up previews of Kickstarters and the, you know, small publishers, people who are doing interesting uh, stuff that not just the same old uh, dungeon crawler or whatever it is. Uh, Interesting things that hit your table, especially thematic. That is my bag. And I am absolutely happy to bring this to you. So we are going back to the roots and I have a very exciting project here. Uh, The project is Mythwind. Uh, and I have the designer and publisher uh, with me. He is Brendan McCaskill. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So uh, we are talking about Mythwind, which is the third game from your publishing company. So maybe talk a little bit about uh, the background. Who are you and your publishing company and what you're bringing to the board gaming space? Yeah. So well, my name is Brendan. Yeah. Like you said, I, I work for a company called Oom Games, uh, Out of My Mind Games. And, <laughs> ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering what oom means. Okay, because it could have been a couple things. <laughs> yeah, so so we've uh, I'm trying to think how many games we've published. I think four or five games that we've published. And this is this is my third game uh as, as a designer on. And so uh the first one I, I actually self-published and you know kind of made the partnership with Oom after I self-published it. It's called Last One Standing. It was like a fortnight knockoff. Um we we fund uh, I funded, which is which is great. It was exciting. And then um just as the pandemic hit, like a year and a half ago, we launched uh, Stars of Acarios on Kickstarter. And uh now we're we're here with with Mythwind. So we're very mm-hmm. excited to talk to you about it. Right, Stars of Acarios being a co- again, we did cover in the one stop co-op shop. Go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. Uh, so we have a lot of coverage of uh, you know, these types of games from solo publishers. We're happy to do it. Uh, and this one definitely fits right in. So as I'm doing this show, there should be a video live on the one stop co-op shop feed. The Kickstarter project should be live. So go ahead and check the show notes of either the podcast or the or the YouTube or wherever you're, uh, you're contacting this. Check the show notes. There will be a link to the Kickstarter page for Mythwind. So Mythwind uh, is an interesting project. So I assume you have pr- your practiced elevator pitch uh, in order to introduce the game. So go ahead and uh, let it roll. Yeah, uh, it's a sort of practiced elevator pitch. It uh, it always comes out. Let's, let's hone it down. Let's let's get, get a little bit of reps. <laughs> it, it it always comes out different. So Mythwind, it's uh it's an asymmetrical cooperative game, uh, for one to four players where you live the life of a pioneer and adventurer in a whimsical, persistent world. And I know I'm hitting a lot of buzzwords there. Yeah. But uh, really, for me, the the genesis of of the game came with uh, I was I was actually sitting on my couch playing Stardew Valley a number of years ago with my wife uh, the video game and we were just having like a great time it was like super chill experience we weren't like fighting each other for trying to win or we were just hanging out playing this co-op game or like and... having a co-op experience that's like uh fraught and like challenging your loss aversion you know uh, yeah. big bad enemy and all that kind of like no, that's most yeah. of the co-ops yeah it is, and and there is there's none of it in in Stardew, and I'm like, man, why? Like, and we love board games. Like, we've we've gone through the Gloomhaven campaign. Um, we actually made it to the end, which is you know crazy. No, stuff. you so didn't. We, you lied. <laughs> um, we, well, 
yeah, we made it to the end in a in an expedited way. Um, you probably didn't replay missions when you failed them. You probably just like, you oh, know no. what? That was no, okay. No. We're gonna move on. <laughs> yeah, never, never. Um, but uh, you know, so, so so we love games, and you know, we we love Euro games, you know, terraforming Mars, Wingspan, Tapestry, like oh, whatever, all those games. Um, but but I've always been like, you know, why why hasn't there been like this co-op chill experience where you know you you can play it and you're you're not worried about a pandemic destroying the world um the 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 focus isn't on necessarily like fighting the board it's actually cooperating to to build the board um and so that's that was really the 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 genesis of 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 mythwin it's like hey cool you know let's layer on a, a cool theme and this incredible world um in this kind of collection where you get to pick a unique role so you might be the farmer the crafter the merchant who whoever it is but but each player gets to contribute to building up this community together um, while they're kind of leveling up their character and and learning new things and you know that was really the the piece of it and when, when i pitched it to my boss uh, a couple of years ago he was like oh yeah brendan it's kind of like like the bonsai tree of board games isn't it where, <laughs> where you know bonsai trees you you, you tend it a little bit each day and you pull it out you tend it you pull it out you tend it and, and it grows into something beautiful um and with Mythwin, you're kind of trying to capture that same vibe where you know you can pull it out you can you know play a season or two in-game season or two um and put it back and, and and pull it out and you carry where you left off and you know play play some in-game season and put it back and you get this kind of continuous narrative which I, I think a lot of us love and that's why we gravitate towards these kind of big sandbox campaign games um but this is just a different experience because it's like okay you know what instead of fighting one another or fighting the board you're you're actually growing the the board which is which is kind of fun so and we, we've had the sims for decades yeah. you know i mean that this is basically a, a sim you know yeah. I, like the like it's a like you know Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing are kind of, you know, cuter iterations of it to kind of broaden the audience, but yeah. we've had since the entire time. So it is kind of, it does kind of stick out that with such a, um, a, a certain type of experience, a pure building experience, no like overarching goal win loss condition that in a traditionally understood sense um, that it doesn't, that um, we haven't had in a board game form. And so just kind of taking a stab at it, I think like, okay, uh, board gamers like challenge. Mm. Right. Generally, like we like we like puzzles and in a video game, there's all this kind of sensual experience and thing and you know, all these all these things that you can do bells and whistles to kind of fill in the experience, uh, you know, uh, cognitively and emotionally so that, you mm. know, you're not getting the challenge, we're getting all this other delightful stuff going on yeah. with a video game in a board game. You can't lean on that. And, and it's like. I think board games have gotten used to kind of leaning on the challenge aspect, winning and losing, playing well, having rewards for playing well, what mm-hmm. I call puzzle the payoff. So it's like I puzzle it out and then do I get a payoff for all the puzzling that I'm doing? Yeah. So then that's what we're used to. Um, you seem to be swinging up upstream of that. Is so, that a fair thing to say? Yeah. Yes and no. I, I love the p- puzzle the payoff um, picture. And and here's how I think Mythwin does the puzzle to pay off. Um, the, so it the, the has core... puzzle to pay. Like, so you you do puzzling stuff, and then there is like some kind of reward at the end. It isn't just yeah. like an open-ended story thing. Yeah, I think people are gonna really want to know that. Yeah, and 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 so even though there is this emerging narrative, this tableau building, this town building, like how do you do it, right? Like what's the mechanics? And 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 all you know, the characters are all asymmetric, as as I mentioned, they're different. 
but they all kind of follow the, the same kind of overall structure. And it, it's, it's a little bit like Scythe-esque. So you have, a, you have a top action, bottom action mechanic going on. So, you know, each character, you, you kind of do this worker place me me mechanic where you choose an action on the town that, you know, might be an adventure, might be building, uh, you know, constructing a building or improving the town resources or using a building. So you, you choose an action and then you, you do that action and then it triggers a corresponding character action. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where it gets unique. Every character has a different uh, mechanic, you know, the poly, uh, the the uh, farmer is like a Tetris polyomino style, um, you know, uh, sense game, the crafters bake building. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to, what I'm going to do here, uh, because it's hard to yeah. kind of talk no, through, uh, if you watch, if you listen to the podcast, you're, I don't know, you're going to have to hop over to shelf stories because I'm going to show a couple things or go to the playthrough. Mm -hmm. uh, but I am going to show a board, right? Or actually I'll show both boards because I got two uh, boards with a prototype. So I'm going to show the crafter and I am going to show the farmer. Uh, so then the crafter has these little item tokens and then you have to puzzle through in certain yeah. ways, yada, yada, like how to build and how to maximize what you're building. So like what um, uh, Brendan described was like, there's a top action was the town action. And then it triggers this other one of these actions and yeah. one of these extra things that you get. This is a 3D printing. So sorry about the <laughs> things. Yeah, over. sorry. Everything's prototype. Every, <laughs> everything's prototype. <laughs> Don't judge my work right now. Uh, <laughs> so then, you know, you get, you get the town action and then you get an, um, like a, a thing over here and you get tokens and the tokens you do stuff with it it's the, you don't just like slot it anywhere there's a puzzle yeah. to it and then and that would be particular to the crafter and then you have the farmer where this will get filled in by polyomino shapes so you get yeah. like certain crops that will be like an l over here you get another crop that'd be a u over here and eventually it's going to get all crowded and you have to figure out what what do you want what are you going to sell you know uh, how are you going to you know fit things in and can i you know maximize and all kind of stuff so like that that puzzle is there is the point the puzzle is yeah there. yeah and so for those that you know I, I imagine different people playing there's gonna be those who love to optimize and make the most out of their turn and so what what those players are going to do is they're going to look ahead and be like you know what i'm setting myself up for an incredible payoff turn two or three turns down the row and so they're going to get their goods in order they're going to go to town they're going to recruit workers they're going to get the resources they need and then they have this incredible boom i'm going to do this top action which then combos with this bottom action which which then results and like victory points for because you know every board game has like a victory point condition coins whatever 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 it is you you get right. this indicator of how well you're doing and in in Mythwind, how um how well you do is you know you, you get a payout in, in gold um and you use that gold and uh to kind of further the, the town's benefit but but that's where uh that's where you get this big um you know thing where you know the optimizer and you know the person who's looking forward to that will will do that and then you know there's gonna be the other player who's just kind of in it for the ride and you know they're gonna enjoy seeing the story and they're just gonna take each turn as as it is and they're gonna mm -hmm. care a little bit less about having those incredible turns but they're still going to enjoy it right um and so and i think uh, yeah and uh, that's i think uh, a cool part of it. the game i'm thinking of is charterstone have you yeah. played charterstone no uh no i haven't played it personally but um you know i've, I've interacted with okay. it mm -hmm. yes <laughs> so i uh, yeah played the whole thing uh it's a uh, charterstone was from jamie stegmaier it's his legacy town building game yeah and so you know you have your tiny little area and you have to build it over the course of 12 games and, you know, you sticker and you, you end up, you know, improving buildings and that kind of thing. 
And it ended up being ultimately unsatisfying for me mm. because it really roped you into the optimizing. So, mm. you know, like you, like the last thing you want in terms of like a town building game is like a, you have to like choose one or the other between let me yeah. win the game, you know, get the points and all that kind of stuff versus making a cool town. Right. And that game definitely made you choose because like you, if you wait, if you made the cool town, you were going to miss out on some easy points. Mm. And so it's like, you know, you know, if I, if I wanted to play Euro, I'll just play Euro. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, so and, it's and a little bit of a split experience. So it seems like, I mean, even if you haven't played Charterstone, that tension, you're, you're thinking of it. Well, and that, and Charterstone is not a cooperative game, is it? That too. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, that's, a, that's a sticking point. And in some ways, like the, the mechanics of Mythwind are, are, are quite Euro-y. Um, and even though there's like a very strong theme and like who, I think the definitions are getting so blurred anyways, these days, um, right. what is Euro, what is night or not. Right. Um, but the, the sense of it's, it's a cooperative, you know, you, you think of you think of terraforming Mars, right? Where every player has the same goal, in a sense, of you know we need to terraform Mars, so we need to raise the temperature, we need to plant X amount of um, whatever tiles, we need to get the oceans out there, all that jazz. Um, but then at the end of the day, you know, someone has done better than the other person. Uh, I, I think the the neat thing with Mythwind is that at the end of a session, because you know the game doesn't end, but at the end of the session, the player who did better than you. Uh, actually has just contributed to the town more than you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe their character is a little bit further along, but you're not like looking over your shoulder and be like, oh, what am I missing out on? Because you're playing a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that is, you know, when I think of board games, I don't, I don't know if, if that's out there. And that's, you know, a big reason why, why we're, we're creating Mythwin because it's, it's, right. it's new. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and there's different paths. Like you can have a character that is completely, you know, like you know, focused on buildings and you know, maximizing the the different interact building interactions. And then you can have a character that is like doing most of the adventures and yeah. reading and reading most of the text and kind of livening things up a little bit. Totally. Uh, so okay, and then so this plays solo, no problem. Like you could just play one yeah. character and 100%. you know make the town happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any special things in terms of balance, you know, because I, I imagine like yeah, in a four-player so, game, the, you have this big town very fast, but is there anything that kind of balances that experience? Yeah, so 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 the piece that, that's not represented in, in the prototype is uh, the balancing comes um, with, with the cost of, of buildings. So all buildings wow. have, a, have a building cost. Um, and so to, to increase, you know, to get the town resources to pay for the buildings, you, you cash in gold. Um, and so what it is, we, we, it's, it's, it's a pretty linear, just, you know, you just, it's just more to, to cash in. So the, the, the progress, like the, um, how, how quickly things progress is actually quite similar because how the, uh, how the seasons work, um, there's, you know, well, an in-game turn is, is a day. So you're, you're, each turn you play is, is, a one, is one day. And uh, each season is a collection of 20 days. And, and we, have a, we have a weather deck of 20 cards that represent each day in the season. And as you draw those weather cards, you know, certain weather events might get triggered based off of kind of the, uh, um, the, the flow of them. But also, as you draw the weather cards, uh, event, uh, events and um, building, kind of the, the build queue will get triggered, which, you know, so, so the events kind of unfold and the buildings get built. Um, and so you, you get this, uh, you know, just a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. All right. And so uh, 
ending, right? There's yeah. no like grand finale ending. There's no, you know, end state or whatever it is, but there are, there are, there are carrots. Like there are MacGuffins for the players to pursue, mm-hmm. to give them, you know, I, I think every game, even, even the most open-ended games, you know, like in Skyrim, I'm, I'm going to complete the quest lines. <laughs> right. yeah, you know, sure. like, it's not like, it's not purely open-ended. Like I, we want that sense of closure for the most part. Uh, so then what would be the sense of closure in a game of Mythic? Yeah, totally. So there's, um, I, I, I wrote a big blog, blog post about this. If, if you're interested, go to Board Game Geek and, uh, and, and you can get there. Um, there's, there's a couple of things with, with Mythwin that, that, you know, for players who are like, hey, we, we need some sort of destination, even though it's not the destination, we need to have some landmarks along the way. The simplest one is each season there are um, you, you draw a goal card um, as as a group, and so uh, you actually draw a couple goal cards, and then you choose one, um, and it's it's the goal for that specific season. So it says you know have four production at the end of the season. Production is a town resource, right. so it gives you kind of this micro goal that you can complete, and then at the end of the season, you get a reward from com- for completing it. If if you don't complete it, there's actually a little there's a little penalty. It's not it's not too crazy, but a piece of the reward is that you actually get a shuffle in. Um, uh, a more advanced goal card into your goal deck. Okay. So, so the goals will progressively get harder. So that's like kind of a mm-hmm. micro, uh, micro thing. Hey, you know what, we're going to complete these goals. Um, another kind of aspect of, of the game is, you know, the story does progress and there are milestone events where, uh, where your town is going to be shaped in a unique way based off of how you've built your town. Um, and so it's less like you're working towards a goal, but there's more, it's more going to be like, oh, hey, this has happened because, you know, you've chosen to go hard into the production and into the workers, or this has happened because you've chosen to make a town that's really appealing to all the magical sprites. Um, and so there's going to be a story that reflects that. Mm. And then kind of on top of that, I, I know there's, I, I'm one of them. Um, I love to kind of check boxes and be like, hey, I've done this. Uh, and so we have- Achievement uh, unlocked, have, today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have sets of achievements um, for, for each character. Uh, there's a unique set of achievements. And then there's a, a town achievement list um, that you get to unlock. And when you do, you get, uh, you get a little secret content uh, that, that's revealed. Um, and so, you know, these different kind of hallmarks, but you know, our, our goal um, is that, you know, players experience the story and, 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 you know, maybe just like a lot of these games that you talk about, for me, half the fun is starting over and experiencing the story in a different way. Um, different, right? paths, and, different paths, different uh, paths constructed. I mean, I imagine it's going to be a big fat pool of event cards and yeah. you know, like a lots of like a like pool of stuff. And then the yeah. pool will be built differently each time you go through Mythwood. Exactly. And, you know, you might, there's that. And then there's also like, oh, hey, you know what? Like I played the merchant this playthrough. I'm going to, I'm going to play the woodsman this playthrough. Um, Or maybe it's switching, switching the characters halfway through. Um, Or, you know, it's like with, with our Kickstarter, um, one of our stretch goals, hopefully it's it's like a mini expansion. And so it's, it basically just adds more content, right? That you get to shuffle in different stories to experience. And, you know, we, we hope to grow and expand uh, the world of Mythwind also. This seems like a very good candidate for uh, crowdsourcing, you know, for mm. people to ha- like, you know, create little events or like, you know, yeah. a, a little 12 card deck and, you know, uh, my little, my little story or, you know, just people to kind of add ideas. Like, they, like yeah. 
I know you, um, there's no app integration right now, but like a, a story like this seems to really lend itself well, eventually to some kind of like website based thing where people mm -hmm. can add stuff. Is that in the cards for Mythical? Yeah, definitely thought about it. Um, I love the idea of doing like, uh, like and using, using an app to kind of leverage technology for kind of an unfolding event, um, event deck. I think that's really neat because you can do quite a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and probably in the future didn't didn't want to commit to it for this this release we'll see how the campaign and, goes people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and something fun with the campaign we're doing so uh the core box is one to four players and we're planning on having a, a fifth player expansion um for for players to buy and instead and you know you could say this is us being lazy but i actually i i love I love when Kickstarter campaigns leverage the community for their creativity. And so we're, we're, we're doing like this design contest during the whole campaign where players get to submit um, a, a unique player role. We get to uh, then vote on it. Um, we have our artists who will do up sketching. So then the community can be uh, can be art director for a little bit. Um, and, and so really we're going to actually use the community to, to help build out uh, this fifth player character and i think it's just going to be fun because it's like this is the this is the 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 you know hopefully hopefully it's a community building event who knows it, mm -hmm. it can get heated when people's choices don't get reflective but, uh, I, I'm but although i it. think that the uh the nature of the game right the, the the cooperative nature and the you know the fact that it's just like yeah like the bonsai tree nature i'm hopeful that is mitigating of the worst of the internet in terms of being competitive oh, so. and it's like people you know yeah I, I think so it was you know i've actually you know there's there's a lot of horror stories with kickstarter but i've had you know the the community with stars of Acarios is, is so good yeah. like i've I, i've had like a half dozen negative comments really in the whole campaign and there's whatever seven thousand people who backed it so it's like it's right. it's it's such a great group of uh people and i'm expecting the same with mythwind sure all right uh so i think that's all my questions are there any um anything else that the that people should know about mythwind yeah if um oh, kind of a fun thing uh you know early birds people have so many opinions we are planting a tree for everyone who backs the game in the first 72 hours um, and so if you're interested in backing the game, great, cool. Do it sooner rather than later so we can plant more trees. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, we, we launch on October 5th. Yeah, which will be the day that this podcast launches. Uh, so we'll be right on. Perfect. We'll be right on it, people. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, okay, so that is the Mythwin Project. This is Brendan McCaskill. Uh, where can the people, uh, besides the Kickstarter and all the comments, you're a creator, so you're going to be live all over the place. But are there other places around the Internet where we can contact you? No, you know, I think just Google Mythwind. Um, if you're interested in sci-fi, crazy kind of Mass Effect-like games, Google Stars of Akarios. Um, you'll you'll find a ton of information. I'm pretty active in all the uh, the forums and groups and stuff. So, hmm. all right. So that was Mythwind. Go ahead and check it out. The, again, once again, links are all over uh, the show notes wherever you are contacting this show, whether it's the YouTube or the um, the podcast, all the kind of thing. Brendan McCaskill, good luck on the project. Hey, thanks so much for having me. If you can change your mind, you can change the world, people. So until next time, later, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. 
Thanks again, and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.